0: You're listening to Comedy Central. June 5th, 2018. From
1: Comedy Central's World News Headquarters in New York, this is The Daily Show with Trevor Noah.
0: Ears edition.
1: I'm really excited. Our guest tonight is from Atlanta and the new movie Hotel Artemis. Brian Tyree Henry is here, everybody. But first, let's get straight into it. It is officially swimsuit season, unless you miss America.
0: New this morning it has just been announced that the Miss America pageant is scrapping the swimsuit competition What? yeah Gretchen Carlson a former Miss America and the organization's board there just revealed the change the competition is also switching up the evening wear portion women will not be judged on the gown they choose instead they will be asked to demonstrate (laughs) their passion intelligence and overall understanding of the job of Miss America it's gonna be what comes out of their mouth Mm. that we're interested in when they talk about their social impact
1: wow No more swimsuit competition. This really is great news for the Miss America pageants and devastating news for all the young boys who have no access to porn. (laughs) And I think it's great that they're trying to remove the objectifying element from Miss America, right? But I think they're underestimating the reptilian brain of men. Because if you remove the swimsuits, you realize men are just gonna find something else to perv, right? Guys are gonna be at home like, oh man, check out her biochemistry degree, yeah. (laughs) And you know what, you know, when you, when you think about it, like I was, I was just, I was just <laughs> looking through this news and I was going, the swimsuit competition did feel a bit outdated, right? Because when the pageant started 90 years ago, it was only about swimsuits, it was just the looks. Now the contestants are answering questions about like how to fix the Middle East. You know, in fact, sometimes their answers were better than actual presidential candidates. <laughs> like they would have an answer and Trump would be like, bing, bing, Bang, Bang. <laughs> So I think actually what we should do is let the Miss America wear whatever they want and make presidential candidates wear bikinis. Yeah, that's what we should do. Which, you know what's weird is... You know what's weird is... I don't know if that makes Ted Cruz any more or less off-putting. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that image. Moving on to the world of technology, the world's biggest tech company is making some changes of its own. Apple has unveiled the latest software for its mobile devices, iOS 12, with some exciting new features. Apple unveiled features to make devices more appealing. These include new animated emojis and updates to its augmented
0: reality platform.
1: There's now group video chat accommodating as many as 32 people on FaceTime.
0: iOS 12 will allow you to see how much time you're spending on various iPhone or iPad apps and will let you put time limits on your usage.
1: Uh, okay, first of all, the iPhone already has a feature that limits your usage. It's called the battery, okay? (laughs) And that whole 32 people on FaceTime? Well, like, what is that? I feel like somehow it's gonna turn into me with 31 screens of my mom. Just my mom going like, I don't understand! And I'll be like, stop calling me on every line! (laughs) Like, why would Apple want FaceTime to support 32 people? That's just pressuring me to get 30 more friends. It's unnecessary. No, you tell me, who the hell has that many friends, huh? Apple is just inventing features to make you feel bad about yourself. That's all they're doing. Yeah, their next feature is probably going to be a penis-measuring app that starts at nine inches. Oh, (laughs) look at that. I can't use it. And what's... You know what's weird about this whole thing is that Apple says they want to help us use the phone less, but then they're adding features to make us want to use the phone more. Yeah, it's like AA trying to boost membership by adding an open bar. They're like, come on in, (laughs) come on in. All right, but let's move on. Because for the five... 100th consecutive day of the Trump presidency, there is drama coming out of this administration. After the Super Bowl, it's customary for the winning team to visit the White House. You know, the same way in England, how the winner of Wimbledon gets to arm wrestle the queen. Yeah? (laughs) She wins every time. That's why she's still the queen. Well, anyways, uh, this year, most of the Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles said that they would not be visiting President Trump. And so the president replied, I broke up with you first. Instead of being stood up, President Trump is backing out. He disinvited the Philadelphia Eagles from visiting the White House today after reports fewer than 10 players plan to attend the ceremony, celebrating their Super Bowl victory. The president tweeting, unfortunately, only a small number of players decided to come and we canceled the event. Huh, that's weird. Trump is canceling events if a lot of people aren't showing up. That must be a new policy, huh? (laughs) Can we, uh, can we just acknowledge how weird it is that under Trump, no one wants to visit the White House anymore, right? The Golden State Warriors wouldn't go last year. The Eagles won't go this year. In fact, the Cleveland Browns released a statement saying, the only reason they've never won the Super Bowl is because they don't want to meet Trump. Yeah, apparently they're not losing, they're hashtag resisting. <laughs> It's gotten so bad that, like, they, they can't get anyone to visit. I wouldn't be surprised if, like, Jared Kushner is gonna be on the corner trying to get people in. It's just like, <laughs> come on to the White House! Ladies getting free! <laughs> and now, if, if you were the president, and, like, 40 out of 50 players said that they weren't coming to your party, you'd probably be embarrassed, right? Or, or, you'd come up with a crafty excuse about how those players didn't stand you up, they stood America up.
0: Donald Trump saying the Eagles disagree with their president because he insists that they proudly stand for the national anthem, adding the team wanted to send a smaller delegation, but fans deserve better. The White House has now rebranded the day as a celebration of America. The
1: president invited fans to attend a different celebration, one that he says will honor our great country and loudly and proudly play the national anthem. He's simple, but he's brilliant. Yeah. Think about it. Whenever Trump is losing an argument, he just grabs the anthem and then he holds it in front of himself. That's all he does. He just holds it in front of himself, like, You wouldn't hurt the anthem, would you? Would you? Huh? It's the anthem. <laughs> he probably uses the anthem to win arguments all the time. Melania is probably like, Not tonight, Donald. I'm not in the mood. And Donald's like, Oh, say, Can you see? That doesn't work for me. I'm from Slovenia. <laughs> so instead of throwing an eagle celebration, the president hosted an anthem party. And if you're thinking, I've never heard of an anthem party, yeah, there's no such thing. But still, it featured all your favorite sports stars, like Mike Pence and Secretary of the Treasury Steve the Nooch Mnuchin. You know, and you would think that if you invited people over for a patriotism party, you would at least know the words to America's favorite songs.
2: From the mountains to the press.
1: Look, I mean, the song's only been around for a hundred years. He hasn't had time to learn the words. Don't judge him. And, you know, I'm I'm not going to lie. I, like, I'm tired of this whole Trump anthem kneeling debate, right? He says he's outraged that the players disrespect the flag and the anthem. But the truth is, last year, the Eagles never even ran that play.
2: During the regular season, the postseason, there was never an incident of a Philadelphia Eagles player getting down on a kneel during the national anthem. The Eagles were not among the players who kneeled for the national anthem.
1: I'm starting to think that President Trump might be full of shit. (laughs) I'm starting to think that. (laughs) The the truth is, we know he cares less about NFL players quote-unquote disrespecting America than he does about just keeping the issue going because it works for him politically. Because Trump bragged to the owner of the Dallas Cowboys that, quote... This is a very winning, strong issue for me. This one lifts me. It's like the anthem is Patrick Swayze and I'm baby. It (laughs) lifts me. (laughs) But whether or not this issue is a winner for Trump in general, I I think that this time he might have messed up. Yeah, because you you realize the Eagles come from Pennsylvania and Pennsylvania is a swing state, a swing state that Trump only won (laughs) by about 44,000 votes, which is less than one stadium full of Eagles fans. Yeah, and now he's picking a fight with those same fans. This is not the group you want to pick a fight with. Remember, these are the same people that almost burnt down their own city when they were happy. Yeah, these are the fans who commemorated one of the best days of their lives by literally eating horse shit. And you want to start a fight with them? If I were you, Mr. President, I would quit while I was ahead because between you and the Eagles, we all know who's gonna come out on top. (laughs) We'll be right back. (laughs) Welcome back to The Daily Show. As you may know, this month is the Muslim holy month of Ramadan. And last year, President Trump received a lot of criticism when he became the first president in two decades not to host an official Ramadan dinner. In response, Trump said, I have no problem with Ramadan. I just don't like Muslims. But it looks like this year, he's changing his tune.
0: Tomorrow, President Trump will host a dinner recognizing the Muslim holy month of Ramadan. The event was not held last year. The move is a return to White House tradition. So far, guest list has not been made available.
1: Yay, President Trump making Ramadan great again. For more on this news, we wandered around the building and pulled in the first Muslim we saw, Hassan Minaj, everybody. What's up, Hasan? What's up, man? So, uh, Hassan, the White House Ramadan dinner is back on the calendar
0: officially. How big of a deal is this? I mean, it's huge, Trevor. Ramadan is the month where Muslims cleanse themselves by fasting all day. That means no eating, no drinking, no cursing, and definitely no face filters. We know you're not a puppy. No lying during the holy month, okay? <laughs> Ramadan is like Lent and Yom Kippur combined. It's the ultra marathon of sacrifice. So it's nice when the president acknowledges that with the dinner. Yeah, but uh, Hassan, how does it feel to have Donald Trump host that dinner? You know, I'll be be honest, Trevor. um, When I heard the news, I was deeply offended. Of course. That I wasn't invited. Wait, wait, you you want to be invited? Of course I do. I mean, it is gonna be a train wreck. (laughs) Trump in Ramadan. That's like Mel Gibson hosting a Passover Seder. (laughs) Who wouldn't want to see whatever that is?
1: Okay, well, if you weren't invited, why not just find another Muslim who is going to be invited and then just try and be their plus
0: one? Oh, just chain migration my way into the dinner? I wish. I don't even know who's going. I've asked all my friends. I have scoured the internet, which is like the Muslim Internet. It's like black Twitter. Um, Nothing. It is killing me. I just want to sit there and share some halal KFC with my man Dinesh D'Souza. Hassan, Dinesh D'Souza is not a Muslim. I know that. You know that. Trump doesn't know that. (laughs) I will say this, though. Any Muslim who goes to this event is truly devout. What do you mean by that? I mean, this is the month of enduring hardship, and this dinner (laughs) is gonna be Hall of Fame hardship. You are coming off of 16 hours of no food, no water. You're tired. You're delirious. And then Mr. Travel Ban walks into the room. And because it's Ramadan, you're not even allowed to curse that orange-tinted mother- I'm sorry, I'm fasting. See, now that's a test from God. Yeah, yeah.
1: no, no, I'm sure you know this, Hasan, but there's a lot of speculation about why Trump is hosting the dinner this year, right? Some people think it's because the Supreme Court is about to rule on his travel ban, and he doesn't want them to think that he hates Muslims. Other people think he's doing this because he's planning to do like a Game of Thrones-style red wedding. Oh, okay. Or, or
0: Trump is finally thinking of converting to Islam. Wait, what? Think about it, Trevor. He doesn't drink alcohol. He doesn't work on Fridays. He named his casino the Taj Mahal. He's already 90% there. Plus, it would be so dope to have our second Muslim president. What's up, Barry? I mean, Trump
1: converting to Islam, I'd have an easier time believing that if Trump didn't hate Muslims so much. You know who
0: also hates Muslims, Trevor? Muslims. Iran hates Saudi Arabia. Turkey hates Syria. Hassan Minaj hates Kamel Nanjiani. Now, Kamel, I told you to put me in the big sick. It was the perfect role for me, but no. You had to go with Zoe Kazan. And look what happened. Your movie was barely a major hit. You selfish mother fasting. I'm fasting, I'm sorry. Hassan Minaj, everybody, we'll be right back. You gotta hold it in. You gotta hold it.
1: to The Dennis Show. My guest tonight is an Emmy and Tony Award nominated actor who can be seen in the new movie, Hotel Artemis. Please welcome Brian Tyree Henry! <laughs> yeah.
2: I don't know why I felt like I had to bow. You and have to bow. You I have do, to I bow. I don't know why I did that. I'm sorry. That is the sign of it's humility. The sign of respect. I bow I to bow the applause.
1: To <laughs> Welcome back to the show. Thanks, man. First things first. Congratulations on your Tony Award nomination. That is really exciting. Thank you. So that's coming up on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> congratulations. Yeah.
2: It's crazy.
1: That's really exciting. You know, I was thinking, you you got a Tony Award nomination, right? You were nominated for an Emmy. Yeah. I mean, sooner or later, you're gonna win all of these things. I heard you singing. In an episode of This Is Us, yeah. Like, why not just why not just go into music, be the real paper boy, and then just go for an EGOT?
2: I mean, because like I want to stay in my lane a little bit, you know. Like Donald's already taken over the music thing, so right. I don't want to like go over there. I was like, I'll just do theater. I'll stay and do theater, and let him like let them do the music side. Oh, that's nice of you. I'm a courteous guy, you know this. <laughs> like, I like to share, man. I'm not here to take it all. I am. No.
1: <laughs> Um, let, let's talk a little bit about all the projects that you're doing. That clip that we just saw yeah. is from the new movie Hotel Artemis. Yeah. And in that scene, you are acting with Sterling K. Brown. And we'll chat about that in a moment. Okay. But what is, what is the premise of Hotel Artemis? It's a, it's a really interesting story. I don't
2: want to give too much away, but uh, first of all, Jodie Foster, that's, that's one. Right. And um, uh, so <laughs> it's a hotel for criminals during a water drought. Right. Which may happen in the near distant future. So it's set in uh, 2028 There's a water riot going on, and these criminals, uh, Sterling and I, who are brothers, we get injured, and we have to go to this hotel that is literally made for criminals. Right. You pay a membership, and Jodie Foster plays the nurse that takes care of all of us there, but we're not the only criminals that have checked in That's right.
1: It's Right. It's a really crazy premise. It's insane. The two of you being brothers, funny enough, is, like, the most believable part of the story in terms of a crazy world, because in real life... You two are best friends. I yeah. didn't know this.
2: Yeah, I've known him for over 11 years. We actually, uh, he went to NYU uh, right. for grad school here. And after I graduated uh, from Yale, I came to New York and started doing theater. And we have been doing, like, plays here uh, ever since. But we never got to act in scenes together. We were always what I call acting adjacent. Yes. So, like, I know he's over there talking, but I'm like, I don't have any scenes with him. But, <laughs> <laughs> but like, so we were acting adjacent. So this time, we finally got to do this movie where we were like, hey, man, like, let's... Let, let's. Let's really, like, play brothers. Like, let's really do it. Right. And I can't believe we made it happen. It's still, it's still unbelievable. Yeah,
1: because he he got you the role on This Is Us, didn't he? Yeah, The man. role that got you nominated for the Emmys.
2: Yeah. That's really... Don't say all that to him. Now he's going to know that, and he's going to, like, run around and tell everybody that. Oh, you, you want you want him to be humble for what... Yes. Oh, okay. I mean, he already won the Emmys. So... Well, you, you got yourself the role
1: on his show <laughs> through him Thank knowing you. Thank you, Trevor. Yes, Thanks. that's how it happened. <laughs> uh... Uh, but, but yeah, it's like when you're acting with somebody that you've known for that long, is it harder to to change the
2: characters, or do you get into the roles even deeper? No, it, it actually you become more of a jackass because you're just playing all the time. Right. Like we're literally we were there up there playing all the time. There was one moment, man, that uh, you know my character gets injured and I'm laying on the gurney and like he I just feel this wetness on my mouth, and I guess this was his choice to give me mouth to mouth resuscitation. <laughs> well, he did not. That's not in the script. <laughs> <laughs> So after the director yells cut, I was like, Oh yeah, that's what we're gonna do. just gonna put your mouth on mine. So right before he yells action, I was like, You have the most tenderest lips I've ever uh, felt. <laughs> and he's like action. I was like, You can't break now. Like, what are you gonna do? You have to, you have to finish the scene. Right. So, yeah, and
1: now that the story has taken a completely different. It's journey.
2: all new. That'll be the <laughs> sequel. Uh, it was, it was a great time, man. We spent a lot of time just playing and joking, and like, I feel like when you have a, a, a chemistry like that with somebody, it's, it's infectious on set. Right. So. You know, we had just a great time, man. That, that's something that seems to
1: be a trend wherever you go. You're known for being an affable person who's great to work with. You know, your, your cast members speak about you in such a beautiful way, whether it's in theater, whether it's in uh, TV or movies. Uh, I mean, Atlanta is one of the shows where every single one of us who's a fan of the show feels like we know you and your castmates intimate. We feel like you're oh. a family. Yeah, well... You know, yeah. when, when we see Alfred and the gang hanging out, we, we feel like that is a family. I've always wondered this, though. Why do you always refer to him as Alfred and not as Paperboy?
2: Well, because I want I everyone to be very clear that that's who he is, you know what I'm saying? Paperboy is the persona that's put upon him. That's not, right. that's not who he is. And um, I just always want to make sure to remind myself to always check in with Alfred before I check in with Paperboy. Because wow. Paperboy is the one that gets the fame and has all these things, but deep down inside, like, you know, he's still Alfred. He started as Alfred, and I want to make sure that he stays Alfred.
1: You, you have a lot of roles coming up. I mean, everyone loves you. People are waiting for you to play any, f- any
2: role that Stop you Stop it, want. man. I this love you. This You're is true. You're like, yeah, yeah, man. I love this man <laughs> so this much. But true. <laughs> you,
1: you, are, you are dearly, dearly loved. I am telling Thank you this you. now. Um, are there any roles that you wish you could play? There's got to be, like, dream roles where you go, like, yeah, I've always wanted to play
2: that character. I want to be Bruce Leroy. Bruce Leroy? Do you guys do any of y'all know the movie The Last like from, Dragon? From, from, way from back? like The Last yeah, Dragon. Yeah. Like, I want to be Bruce Leroy. Okay. I think it'll be No, actually, I want you to be Bruce Leroy and I'd be shown Don't get me started. I mean, like, I don't know. Would y'all watch it? Y'all would watch that, right? <laughs> you didn't think about it, Trev. Think about this project, and like, I, I think we can make it happen. You see, and then you wonder why people love you. <laughs> This is what you, you go around giving people movie roles and then you
1: wonder why people love you. I just want
2: to have a chance for me and you to do something together, man. I know we smash it. No, man. It would would be great. Thank you so much for being (laughs) on the show. Thank you, man. Hotel Artemis will be in theaters June 8th.
1: Brian Tyree Henry, everybody. Thank you so much.